WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light and Decatur in Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Benton Harbor's Utility Services Fund is in need of an infusion of cash. Speaking to the city's Personnel and Finance Committee this week, Finance Director James Williams said the fund currently sits at $0 after a couple of years of people not paying their water bills. He said as the work to replace lead water service lines comes to an end, the city has to start collecting from people. He added there are ways to help those who can't pay. There's routes that can be taken. We're not going to be heartless and just. But, you know, if you look at it, it's really it's helping the city out. It's not like we're taking the money from the citizens and, and it's a big party. We getting the money and we're feeding operations. And yes, and we, you know, along with other grant money that we're going to be trying to get to keep the city rolling. William said the utility funds obligations, including employee salaries, have been getting paid from the general fund. Commissioner Edward Isom chimed in. So they keep robbing Peter to pay, pay Paul. Paul. William said the utility fund needs a transfer of $2.5 million in federal ARPA funds right away to be stabilized while the city starts collecting bills from people again. He said not everyone has stopped paying their water bills, but what has been paid to the city hasn't been enough. The committee sent a recommendation to the full city commission to make the $2.5 million transfer. Williams said there will still be about $2.5 million in ARPA funds left over after the transfer. The Berrien County Board of Commissioners is trying to decide how many night meetings to hold this year. Speaking at a meeting today, commissioners considered whether it's worth their while to have as many as five night meetings in 2023. All the other meetings are in the morning. Commissioner Dave Volrath questioned the value of the night meetings. I don't think we get as much done on the days of the night meetings. We just don't. Commissioner Jim Curran agreed. Commissioner Bob Harrison said holding meetings away from the administration center in St. Joe prevents a live streaming. We might want to consider having one night meeting here, which would minimize or reduce the burden on the staff and still allow us to stream it out and then give an access point for individuals that can't make the day meeting. The board holds a handful of night meetings each year, moving them to different locations throughout the county. Its bylaws do specify some night meetings must be held each year, although the number of them wasn't clear. And board Chair Mac Elliott said the issue will be brought up again next month and a decision can be made then. The Michigan High Speed Internet Office is going on a listening tour, and one of the stops will be in Benton Harbor. Speaking to colleagues today, Berrien County Commissioner Terry Freeling said My High, as she called it, will stop by on February 14th to learn about the broadband needs of the community. She said commissioners should let people know. What the My High office is asking is that we encourage them to attend this meeting, to share their story as the state figures out how to prioritize the estimated $1.6 billion that will be prioritized as it relates to infrastructure and broadband. Freeling said the tour will stop at Lake Michigan College February 14th from 2 to 4 p.m. Everyone's invited to go out and tell state officials about their own broadband experience. Corwell Health has begun construction on its new Center for Better Health and Wellness on Main Street in downtown Benton Harbor. Plans for the 26,000-square-foot space were released at a ceremony this week. The new location's an upgrade from the previous 1,200-square-foot space across the street, which Corwell says will allow them to better serve an underserved community in Benton Harbor. Access to both health care and social services will be available at the location, which is expected to open in the fall. Everyone's invited to take a look at Berrien County's five-year hazard mitigation plan. It outlines possible disasters that occur in the county and establishes how officials would respond. 
Emergency Management Coordinator Rocky Adams tells us the 702-page document focuses on specific communities. Many of the hazards in there are flooding-related. We tend to have a lot of areas where roads might be impacted, as an example, with flooding. Some solutions that communities may bring forward are things like bigger culvert sizes to be able to drain a little bit better. Some other communities have identified projects that will help with tornadoes, shoreline, flood-related erosion issues. Adams says most of the hazards included in the plan are natural, but potential hazards also include highways, power plants, and rail lines because of how natural disasters could affect them. The Berrien County Board of Commissioners approved the plan today, while municipalities throughout the county are also being asked to approve it. Having it helps the county apply for federal funding to prevent potential disasters. You can see the plan online. The final version will be ready in the spring. After more than a century, St. Matthew's Lutheran Church in Benton Harbor is closing. Church officials announced that the church will merge with Benton Harbor's Good Shepherd Lutheran Church and become the Beautiful Savior Lutheran Church. Both churches will hold their last service January 29th. The combined congregation will use the current Good Shepherd Church on Broadway as its home. With many children and grandchildren moving to other areas, St. Matthew's has an aging membership that can no longer support its many ministries, church leaders, according to church leaders. Nathan Butch, who has pastored at both St. Matthew's and Good Shepherd for the past year and a half, will continue as pastor of a Beautiful Savior. The opening service of Beautiful Savior Lutheran Church will be on Sunday, February 19th. Shout for South Haven is inviting everyone to take part in its summer cottage walk this year. Shout President Bob Copping tells us the popular cottage walk will be back June 24th after a two-year hiatus. They usually have four or five homes for people to tour, and he said they're seeking people to volunteer their cottages. We're looking for two more. It's early yet, but we're looking for two more. Copping says Shout will provide people to keep an eye on the home while the tour is going on, but they've never had problems. In all the years we've had it, over 20 years, nothing has ever been damaged or taken. Copping says as many as 400 people come out to the cottage walk some years. It starts at the park across from the city hall at noon and goes on all day. Anyone who wants to volunteer their cottage can contact Copping. We'll have his email address and phone number at our website. And the Berrien County Road Department has plans to acquire some property to make a road near Berrien Springs safer. Speaking to colleagues today, County Commissioner Jim Curran said the road department will use 0.129 acres of property off a snow road near Redbud Trail to correct a problem. There is an S-curve there, and if you know that area, there's a there's a steep hill S-curve. What this is going to do is smoothen out the curve, the S-curve. They're not going to eliminate it because they can't, because if you look at the picture in the upper right, that area... Off to the right is swamp, so they really can't go too far in either direction because of the the environment. Curran said the road department will acquire the privately owned property for about $3,500 and make adjustments to the road to ease the curve. The goal is to make travel easier for trucks and reduce crashes. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture and Dwozhak, where furniture shopping is fun. Today, the U.S. hit the debt ceiling, which is the legal monetary limit that the government can borrow. The debt limit allows the U.S. to pay existing bills and is not related to new spending. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has said if Congress doesn't act to raise the debt limit, the U.S. could default on its financial obligations for the first time in its history. Republicans in the U.S. House are refusing to raise the debt ceiling and want negotiations on new spending cuts. 
ABC's Karen Travers has the latest from the Biden administration. The White House says its position has not changed. It will not negotiate on the debt ceiling. Principal Deputy Press Secretary Olivia Dalton on Air Force One Thursday. We believe this is a matter of urgency, that the Congress should act without delay uh, and, again, raise the debt ceiling without uh, conditions. Dalton said Americans have every right to expect that Congress will come together, as it has done dozens of times before in bipartisan fashion, to raise the debt ceiling. To make sure that we uh, that we keep the, Ameri- the economy on a uh, stable path. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. The Treasury Department says it started taking extraordinary measures as the government has run up against its illegal borrowing capacity of $31 trillion. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen sent a letter to congressional leaders today urging them to act to raise the debt limit. Friction between President Joe Biden and Republicans is raising concerns about whether the U.S. can sidestep an economic crisis. Markets so far remained calm as the government can temporarily rely on accounting tweaks to stay open. That means any threats to the economy are still months away. But this particular moment seems more fraught than past brushes with the debt limit. Meanwhile, all eyes on Capitol Hill and Congress about what it'll do regarding that debt ceiling. Morph maybe sees Justin Finch. The U.S. Treasury now enacting extraordinary measures, including freezing payments to some government employee retirement plans and moving around money to cover the country's financial obligations. With Republicans pressing for deep cuts and the White House for a clean debt hike, there's concern a stalemate could lead to severe economic consequences. Democrats are denouncing one Republican proposal calling for prioritizing some debts over others, which the Treasury has said before isn't feasible as it urges Congress to take action sooner than later. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. Actor Alec Baldwin and a weapons specialist will be charged with involuntary manslaughter in the fatal shooting of a cinematographer on a New Mexico movie set. The Santa Fe District Attorney issued a statement Thursday announcing the charges against Baldwin and Hannah Gutierrez-Reed. She supervised weapons on the set of the Western Rust. Halna Hutchins died shortly after being wounded during rehearsals at a ranch on the outskirts of Santa Fe in October of 2021. Baldwin was pointing a pistol at her when the gun went off. Officials said the assistant director who handed Baldwin the gun has signed an agreement to plead guilty to negligent use of a deadly weapon. Some educators are slamming Florida Governor Ron DeSantis's new war on woke and education. ABC's Dave Packer has more. At Harvard and Yale, the educators who taught Ron DeSantis were not ordered what to and what to not teach by the government. But as Florida Governor, DeSantis now telling state higher education institutions to do away with courses that touch on racial history or race-based perspectives. Andrew Gothard, president of the United Faculty of Florida Union, saying students in higher education should be educated on what this is so they can then make their own decisions. For now, DeSantis' Stop Woke Act, also calling for an end to diversity, equality, and inclusion requirements, is being held up in a court battle from being implemented in Florida colleges and universities. Dave Packer, ABC News. The Supreme Court says it has not determined who leaked a draft of the court's opinion overturning abortion rights, but that the investigation continues. Eight months ago, Politico published its explosive leak detailing the draft of Justice Samuel Alito's opinion that overturned Roe v. Wade. Now the high court said in a report today its investigative team, quote, has to date been unable to identify a person responsible by a preponderance of the evidence. Never before had an entire opinion made its way to the public before the court was ready to announce it. Chief Justice John Roberts ordered an investigation the next day into what he termed an egregious breach of trust. 
The U.S. Coast Guard and Department of Defense are keeping an eye on what they say is a Russian spy ship working off the shores of Hawaii. ABC's Alex Stone has more. It's not the first time Russian spy ships have lurked off the coast of the U.S. Last May, there was one near Hawaii that alerted the Department of Defense. And in 2019, a Russian spy ship operated off the east coast of the U.S. and caused worry because it was running without navigational lights on or communicating with commercial ships to avoid hitting. And there have been continual encounters with Russian fighter jets and spy aircraft off the coast of Alaska. Alex Stone, EBC News. A new study has found the night sky is growing brighter every year and the stars are looking dimmer. The study published today analyzes data from more than 50,000 amateur stargazers over more than a decade. It shows artificial lighting is making the night sky about 10% brighter each year. That's a much faster rate of change than scientists had previously estimated looking at satellite data. A study author said he hoped that policymakers would do more to curb light pollution. The research was published today in the journal Science. And Germany is feeling the pressure to supply tanks to Ukraine. More from ABC's Tom Rivers. All eyes on Germany's new defense minister, Boris Pistorius, who remains quiet on whether his country will be supplying Kyiv with Leopard 2 tanks. Also in Germany, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. It's been a turbulent time for European and global security, but throughout the crisis caused by Russia's unprovoked invasion of Ukraine, Germany has remained a true friend of the United States and a staunch defender of our allies. Austin's to host a meeting of defense officials from Ukraine's Western allies at Ramstein Air Base. Tom Rivers, ABC News at the Foreign Desk. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.